Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMulder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is struggling with an emotionally immature dad. Mm. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Right. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We are just here to offer our humble musings, hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, everyone. Today we are going to dive right into the letter because it's a good one. So this letter comes from Daddy Issues, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from an epic drought. Mm. Dear Sam and Sierra, Happy New Year. I love you both so much and I'm so grateful for all of the care and kindness you put into this podcast. Your work has helped me so much to navigate my relationships and heartbreaks in kinder ways and I feel so lucky to have stumbled upon JBU. Also now have a JBU crop top in the rotation so hopefully I can help others find you too. I'm writing a letter about one of my most long and complex relationships, my relationship to my dad. Basically, I'm struggling to accept the fact that I'll probably never be close to my dad. Your thoughts on this would be so helpful and dear to me. My relationship to my parents has always been complicated. I'm an only child and growing up, my parents worked a lot, so I spent a lot of time alone. My mom was the primary breadwinner, and so a lot of the responsibilities for picking me up and keeping me fed, etc., fell to my dad. These are not duties he accepted enthusiastically. Rather, he felt torn in two directions between needing to take care of me and trying to build his business. As a result, I spent a lot of time waiting around for my dad and feeling like an afterthought. My dad has a very intense personality, and so being alone with him all the time was a lot. There were and are a lot of highs and lows. On the positive side, my dad is extroverted, gregarious, spontaneous, charming, and funny. He loves cracking jokes with strangers and telling everyone who will listen about whatever he's excited about that week. But behind the scenes, he also exhibits a lot of very toxic behaviors. My dad struggles with emotional regulation, especially when he's stressed. And so as a kid, I was the recipient of a lot of angry emotional outbursts. He's also forgetful and not dependable, remembering only his needs and tending to forget everyone else. While he has great stories, conversations with him are very one-sided. He talks over others and doesn't listen to their responses and also doesn't notice when things he says are sensitive or hurtful. He's a classic emotional parent type from the adult children of emotionally immature parents. 
Being raised by him was a roller coaster. One day he'd be taking me and all of my friends to get ice cream after a field trip. And the next he'd be screaming at me for an hour mm. for leaving a towel on the floor. Recently, my mom expressed that she thinks that my dad has severe ADHD, which does seem quite possible, but he's not interested in getting a diagnosis or seeking treatment. I'm 30 now and trying to navigate having a relationship with my father as an adult. For a lot of my 20s, I tried to work through these issues, both alone in therapy and together in family discussions during my visits home. I live out of state. I worked hard to be kinder and more empathetic to my dad and to brush off things that he says. And in return, I really wanted my dad to apologize to me for the harm that he caused and to hold himself accountable by going to therapy and changing his own behavior. I thought that if that happened, maybe we could get a closer relationship. I hoped that with all of the work on my part and some on his, then our time together would begin to feel fun and relaxing instead of draining and tense and triggering. I'm a person that really needs to talk through things to feel better about them. And also my dad doesn't seem to notice or remember a lot of his toxic behaviors. So conversation was an important part of this growth. For a long time, I kept starting difficult conversations with my dad, sometimes by bringing up the past, sometimes by responding to something shitty my dad said or said in the moment. Occasionally, these were productive conversations and left me feeling more healed and seen and closer to my dad. But most of the time, that hasn't been the case. Trying to talk to my dad about our history or his toxic behaviors has been mostly unproductive and painful. No matter how kindly and empathetically I have approached these conversations, my dad almost always becomes super defensive when he is critiqued in any way. He deflects and overreacts and says things that are hurtful, invalidating, untrue, and unkind. He forgets negative things he's said or done, even if they're literally just happened, and then gaslights you for bringing them up instead of taking accountability. He'll say things like, I guess I never did anything good for you then, or you're too old to blame me for your problems, or stop drudging up the past. He's still so emotionally immature, and talking to him about serious topics leaves me feeling terrible most of the time. I give so much of myself in these conversations in the hopes that we can break through to a new relationship, but instead, I just feel like they open old wounds and leave me feeling more raw than before. So the question, how do I make peace with the fact that I will probably never be close to my dad? How do I accept that the healthiest thing for me to do is paradoxically stop trying to make our relationship healthier? I think what's so hard for me about this is that I have occasionally see glimpses of a person inside my dad mm. who I could be close to. The guy that has shown up once every year or two to approach a conversation with vulnerability, honesty, and kindness. But that's just not who my dad is most of the time. And the person that shows up instead is someone I can't find resolution with. Nevertheless, knowing that other guy is in there makes it hard for me to give up completely. Mm. Since I last saw him, I was thinking about the well metaphor that you two always use, which I think really applies here. I keep digging this well, hoping for water. Occasionally I get a little trickle, but mostly I just get bruised. Well, this well isn't a romantic relationship with other fish in the sea. I only have one dad. So if I stop digging, there's no other water. That just feels so overwhelming. Both to give up on the possibility of closer kinship with my dad and to accept the reality of our relationship without him changing, which involves him continuing to say and do insensitive things and me just grinning and bearing it. Thank you so much for reading. I really hope to hear your thoughts on this, but in any case, I'm glad to be sending it into the ether. Sorry it got so long. Many feelings, I guess. Thanks, <laughs> Daddy Issues. 
All right, Daddy Issues. Thank you so much for trusting us with this letter, for listening and for writing in. We are going to dive into our answer right after this. Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month. So I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. So I wanted to refresh us on the well metaphor that you brought up that I think is such a good, good um, metaphor to apply to the situation. 
If you're not familiar with it, this is a metaphor that I borrow repeatedly from the phenomenal host of Affirmation Pod, Josie Ong. And the the metaphor is, you know, you're you're digging for water. You're trying to dig this well, which is the relationship. You're digging, 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 and you're not finding water. But if you stop digging and go somewhere else, then you've wasted all that time. And what if it's just one dig away, right? Like what if the water is just under the surface and you haven't worked hard enough or you haven't said the right thing or you haven't had the right environment for that relationship to thrive? You should just keep digging instead of crawling out of that hole to start somewhere else where there might be water. And that metaphor has been really empowering for me. I know for a lot of our letter writers, um, to to realize that it's not about working harder sometimes. Sometimes it's about recognizing that the the wells, it ain't here, you know, Um, and that there's fresh air somewhere else. Um, But for me, in this instance, the well metaphor isn't necessarily about finding another hole to dig. It's about knowing what you can expect from the soil, right? It's about knowing that I have dug five five feet deep. I'm not going to dig anymore or I'm not going to dig in a way that isn't fulfilling. Um, I know what this well is going to bring me. It's going to bring me, I don't know, worms and rocks and other things <laughs> yeah. that my life needs. Or like it's going to, you know, this well is going to give me shade from the sun this well is going to give me safety something i don't know i'm i'm losing myself here but <laughs> no i like it we're, we're going all over the place <laughs> the, i love this well metaphor um but it's not necessarily about finding water elsewhere it's about knowing what you can expect from that soil you know for sure yeah. and i just want to say to the letter writer like are you my sibling <laughs> are you writing about my parent because this is so <laughs> incredibly familiar and frustrating um for sure and you know in, in my life i ch- i choose to have a relationship with my parent because despite our incompatibilities despite the ways in which they've hurt me or i have hurt them or the ways in which they routinely disappoint my expectations or hopes for our relationship, the truth is I want them in my life. And I have weighed the pros and cons. I have weighed finding water elsewhere, right? Um, I've I've weighed giving up on that hole completely, uh, that well completely. But I've decided that I want this parent in my life. And that wanting requires me to accept them fully while tending unabashedly to my wounds, right? While really Mm -hmm. taking care of myself. That acceptance isn't for everyone. That acceptance isn't for every parent, right? But Mm -hmm. in my journey, and it sounds like yours, daddy issue to our letter writer, it sounds like you want this relationship. You know, you know that this is, this is a once in a lifetime type of relationship but you're mm-hmm. struggling with what is it what does that acceptance look like in practice you know and for me yeah. again this isn't for everybody and it isn't for every parent but for me accepting my parent um is more about tending to my needs tending to my wounds without them than it is about trying to fully understand them or or yep. paint this specific picture of them. 
Yeah. And I think it's like the, the well metaphor here isn't necessarily that it's like you dig one well and that's all you have available to you. Right. right. It's like, it's more of like, okay, I'm going to, sometimes I have to go in this well where there's no water because I want to be in relationship with my parent, but it's also about remembering all of the other wells that you have dug that are full of abundant water and healing and care and all of the things that you are looking for. And like, right. it's, of course, of course, it's very sad that this well that you have spent so much time in and that you feel like should have this water in it doesn't have any in it. But it's also about remembering, yes, my dad isn't providing that for me, but my friends over here are right. My dad isn't providing me that for me, but the therapy that I've done that has helped me unpack some of this is providing me with so much more water than, than I know that he's capable of. Mm. And, and so it's not about like putting all in on one. Well, it's about also recognizing the fact that there are other places for us to get some of this stuff, even if it's not coming from the exact place that we want it to, or in the exact yes. way that we want it to. Totally. So part of it is remembering that you are loved outside of this relationship with your dad. Mm. You have people who love and support you in ways that are more nutritious so that when you are in company with your dad, you can remember those things. You can fall back on them and say, yes, I'm hurting in this moment, but I remember what it feels like to be at home with my cats and feel so deeply loved. I also want to add to something that I have applied in my relationship with my parents and in breakups. Um, you know, you write about that person you see in glimpses, the potential right. oh my God, I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> of your of your dad, like that there's this that there's this shadow dad that's like hiding behind all of his trauma and his inabilities and your incompatibilities. And you say on the right day, I can just see a glimpse of this true dad. Right. The dad right. that he could be that he's that that he's not being by choice. And here's a great opportunity for us to recall one of our original JBU isms, which is, you know, being with somebody and they just feeling like, oh man, they're only giving me 30% of themselves. They're only getting 50% mm. of themselves. Like if, if he just gave me a hundred percent of themselves, or if my dad would just be that person I see in glimpses all the time, mm you know, instead of this other version of himself, which is inadequate and underdeveloped or, or hurtful or whatever. But the truth is, this is him. This gl the glimpse it. that you s see of him, that's not his whole self hiding behind his trauma. His whole right. self is his being right now in, in, in all of its glory and all of its incompatibility yep. and um, unfulfilling, fulfilling and, and, Everything about him is all of him right now. For and sure. that is For hard. Sure. Oh my God. In relationships, it was so hard to accept that somebody's 30% was their hundred percent, that it, it yep. wasn't the potential wasn't like hiding behind a couple life choices that I, that I could make or like, you know, could I, can I get that person who I see in glimpses to come out full time? No, that person is that whole person as they are right now. And I think it's just important that that's that comes into play when you talk about accepting your parent for who they are is knowing what you can and cannot accept, knowing what you can and cannot expect from them and not thinking that there's this secret hidden 
untapped into version of themselves. I know, I know it's hard to like settle into that, especially in the world of like self-help and head and heart work. When we, all we do is talk about going deeper, getting used to the comfort, the the discomfort, you know, Mm -hmm. um, becoming your best, most authentic self. But a huge key to healing is accepting people wholly as they are right now and not as the potential we see in them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like 100% piece is also, at least for me, I'm like, this is like me projecting 100%. But like the (laughs) idea of like, you know, like your dad is like gregarious and like funny and charming and like people like him. And then like behind closed doors, there's like this sort of like monster that gets unleashed onto Mm. people or onto you, the people who are like closest to him. Um, And how hard it is to also sit in the reality of that too, where it's like, well, when you're out with other people, you can be so kind and so funny and so charming. And then Mm. like when I enter the room and it's just the two of us, then suddenly you are uh, emotionally dysregulated. You are you are going back and forth between different things. You are saying hurtful things without meaning to, um, and like the there's an emotional toll that that takes, or at least took on me, right? Where it was like my dad was loved by everyone who he met, and because he was so kind to them and so thoughtful, and would sort of help them through so many things. And then my experience of him and my mom's experience and my sister's was like. Why can't we have that, mm. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. why does everyone else in the world get this like fun, kind, jokey person? And what we get is this person right. who is like causing us harm or who is doing stuff like what your dad says, which is like, I guess I'm never good enough for you then. Or yes. like, oh, I guess I'm to blame for all of your problems or whatever it is. Like it's it's the disconnect there can be so hard because it's hard to reconcile the fact that like, that 5% is also the 5% that everyone else gets. Like that five, that sliver, that glimpse of like goodness, everyone else has access to you yes, except for me. So right? <laughs> right. So like, I don't know. This is like this whole, this whole thing about emotionally immature parents is really yeah. sucky in yeah. a lot of different ways. But I also just want to say too, like what some, one of the things that you say in this letter, right. Is that like, how do I accept the fact that for, for, the thing for me to do or the healthiest thing for me to do is to stop trying to make our relationship healthier. And I don't think that's exactly what needs to happen in this Mm. situation, right? I think that what needs to happen is that you need to stop trying to make this relationship what you would like it to be or what your ideal vision for this relationship is. Because actually what's going to be healthier in this relationship to make this relationship healthier for you is to establish some boundaries around what your expectations of your dad are and also like how much time, love, attention that you are willing to give him if he continues to do the same thing over and over again. Right. Right. So the healthier relationship is one in which the boundaries and the expectations are more reasonable than trying, trying, trying to get this man to do something that he doesn't want to do, which is to accept what all the harm that he's caused to find ways to move towards a healthy understanding of himself. To be a different person. For sure. To be a different person. Absolutely. Um, So I don't think it's that you give up on having a healthy relationship. I think it's about changing your expectations of what a healthy relationship is going to look like and accepting the fact that your dad is who he is and he is not some 
some little nugget that needs to be unearthed from inside of Mm -hmm. him because you can't unearth it. It is not you, right? He might be able to find a way to be healthier in his understanding of the world at some point. Yeah. But you can't go in and start digging in, trying to pluck the things that you like out of him and leave the rest of it behind because that's an impossible task for you. Yeah. And it's not available to you. No. I'm going to just leave you with two things that I'm working on right now. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> with Love it when we answer parent. letters. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, apparently about, like, you're my sibling. Yeah, um, this is something I'm trying to tell myself that I'm going to uh-huh. tell you as well. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm working on right now is there will always be a child in me, a daughter in me that wants to interact with my parent in a certain way. there I will always sure. be that daughter, right? But I'm trying to unwire or untangle some of the wiring within me that, that desperately wants that emotionally vulnerable conversation, right? Because I know after years and years and years and years of trying to have that conversation in a different way, it will only happen in one way. So you Mm -hmm. wrote in your letter that you are the type of person who needs to talk things out to feel good. And you know, after years and years and years of doing that conversation, that that he is not the person to do that with. And I just have to tell myself, I have, what I have to do is tell that inner child in me, that daughter that I will always be that it is this, this is not where you need to get that. Like you cannot get the emotional vulnerability that you want from your father, period. Mm -hmm. That sucks. And that also requires some tending to that inner child in that daughter. You will always be tending to that person, you know, like, yeah, it is scary. It's scary when our parents aren't who we need them to be. It's vulnerable. It also makes you feel independent and grown up in a way that like a checkbook won't (laughs) (laughs) aging myself a little there, but, um, you know, what's at, a at checkbook? Some, Can you explain that to me? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> at some point in our lives, we have to identify the things that we desperately want from our parents and learn through practice and trials and mistakes and trying again how to give mm. it to ourselves. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm literally saying you want emotional vulnerability from your parent, you want affirmation from them, but you know that that is an unsafe place to be. That is an unsafe, that is not fruitful. Try again, right. the molder. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and that leaves me to, leads me to my, my last point was, which is about feeling emotionally safe. So I, in, in me restructuring my relationship with my parent, I had to figure out what, what are the terms of me feeling safe or healthy in this relationship base level? Right. What are the base level terms that I need or what are the base level terms that I can interact with that make me still feel fine? You know what I mean? While also recognizing that in this world, people will always disappoint us. People are not mind readers. I am not owed safety and clarity and healing all of the time. Like my parent is going to trigger me. My parent is going to fuck up. I am going to fuck up. I am going to ask my parent for something that I know after 36 years (laughs) of experience, they cannot give me. I know I'm going to do that. So like if I'm choosing to be in a relationship with this person, I I know that that comes with it. Right. Um, But it does, it is helpful to figure out what are those parameters? What are those emotional terms or actual physical boundaries that I know I can establish in my life 
that will make this relationship feel more sustainable than it did when I was trying to get this person to be a different person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) All this to say this sucks. Um, (laughs) Right. And I like, you know, I want to make sure that we're sort of, we're pairing some of this like helpful sort of very straightforward advice with the reality of like, yeah, this doesn't, it's not easy to do this and it doesn't necessarily feel good to do this. And I am sorry that your dad can't be the person that you want him to be because you deserve to be loved, right? You deserve to be treated well by the people in your life. And I'm, I'm sorry that he's, he's not capable of doing that at this moment, but we love you and support you. We know how difficult this is. And we also know that there are places in your life that are going to be much more sustainable, much more fulfilling than sort of continuing to try and throw yourself against this wall, trying to make something happen here. So we love you. We hope that this helps. uh, And we are so appreciative that you wrote into us. Yes, definitely. We love you. Thanks for writing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in more content, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, For as little as $5 a month, you will get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com to be answered on air. And that's also where we have our merchandise. Please remember to like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music recording, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. Thanks for listening, y'all. And remember, it is okay for you to have malleable boundaries in a relationship as you grow and ebb and flow within that relationship. You don't have to have the same rules for today that you have for tomorrow. You can take it day by day. You can see how this person responds. You can see how you feel and show up differently again tomorrow. And if all else fails, just break up.